Somebody was going in. We'll find out in two years. Yeah, so one, what, of those, one of those uh, non-early declares drinking too much in the crowd, falling into the water as a first-round draft pick. So welcome to the 2020 Director Party. We're the Fantasy Joes. We're excited to be with you tonight. And guys, what, what are your initial reactions? Uh, first of all, I'm very pumped that Tua went to Miami. I, I've got to say, I, I, was, I was worried that he might slip a little bit, and I'm glad that was a smokescreen. And I'm very excited for the Miami Dolphins. If you're a Dolphins fan, you've, you've got to be pumped tonight, right? So I think, I think that's great. I think that's a great spot for fantasy. Um, you know, a lot of wide receivers being taken in the first round, whether we like their landing spots or not. That's great news, right, for fantasy. So what are you guys thinking? What, what are your initial reactions? Got some, got some uh, offensive line help for Nick Chubb, um, Saquon Barkley. Those, that's good. Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets protected. Go Hawks. God bless Iowa. <laughs> are that you was excited? a nice pick, but I didn't love the – I didn't love the tra- – Amanta – I don't care what 117 is a pretty solid. I mean, I, you know, it's moving up one spot. I don't know. I, I don't understand how San Francisco gets teams to do this. John Lynch is a mastermind. One spot. Yeah. Yeah. Such a well, what's brilliant. And it, it's what, what's brilliant is it's the pick that they got when they traded uh, DeForest Buckner. Right. And so essentially they replace him instead of having to re-sign him. I mean, it's just a very, very good NFL money you know like well, just a great business decision they're such a smart franchise they really are it was just brilliant i mean you know get, moving that pick and then then the, what they what they did with it was just i mean they i think they gave up like pick 240 something and got a pick in the one teens i mean they moved up essentially you know 130 picks to move back one i mean and probably get their guy all along because you know i don't know it's just kind of crazy yeah. Here we go. Bikes. Yeah, for those of us that are those of you that are watching us live on YouTube, we are um ooh, it, it, Justin we're, we're, Jefferson. Yeah, the Minnesota Vikings just just drafted. They just drafted Justin Jefferson. So, Will Greenwood live from the Twin Cities. What do you think? He's there as close as you can be to the draft room for the Vikings. Yeah, I wanted him to trade up for CD Lamb. Uh we were talking about this before it came on live. Trey thinks Justin Jefferson's underrated. And could be good. I do think he fits well into what they want to do, but I just I I, I don't know. I have a hard time uh, really gauging Justin Jefferson, but I have a hard time gauging most wide receivers anyway. Uh, so I don't necessarily like the the first round pick here in the depth of this class versus scooping up uh, players a little bit later and using this uh, either. You know, we we've lost basically all of our starting cornerbacks, and so you know, can we could we not have traded up to get more of an elite guy? Um, could could we have moved uh, the stage was Anthony Harris to to then grab you know move back in like the second round and get a wide receiver? So I'm fine with it. I'm just not overly stoked about Justin Jefferson. But you tell me why I'm wrong, boys. I, I well Trey, you 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 you've watched him more than I. You watch college football more closely than I do. I, I just he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. I just think he does. He's just a very solid guy. He does everything so well. Um, Trey, what are your thoughts about? Justin Jefferson. And also, do you think his landing spot will impact where he goes in rookie drafts? Because how many, what is he? The is, I'm, I'm lost count. A lot of wide receivers have gone. Is he the fifth one off the board? Is that right? Fifth or sixth? Yeah, he's fifth. Because Ruggs, Judy, Lamb, Brager. Yeah. That's five, right? Okay. So Ruggs, yeah. Ruggs Judy, Lamb, Rager. 
He'd be the fifth, yeah. I, I just can't control myself because yeah, all these fifth. wide receivers in the first round, it's wild. Lost, lost count already. I set the oh. over-under at four, Ryan, at our last recording. Yeah, man, you did. So, lose so, money. so what, do you, <laughs> what do you think then, Trey, about Jefferson and also does this landing spot impact where you think he goes? I mean, we've got five guys in the first round for wide receivers. That's awesome. we got uh, three quarterbacks in the top six. Ooh, man, Superflex things are going to be fun, huh? Yeah, I think this, you know, the, the fantastic thing for me is that the, the guys that, uh, you know, I think are going to be incredible values are, are these last two guys taken, Jalen Rieger. And, and, and I, you know, I said this before we officially hit record, you know, I, I feel like that the one that could be in the best position for production immediately is Jalen Rieger. I mean, I think he probably takes over there as the number one wide receiver pretty quickly, playing for what I believe to be a pretty incredible front office and franchise in Philadelphia with one of the more underrated quarterbacks. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, you know, Jalen Rieger is Carson Wentz's number one weapon on, on offense, number one option in the passing game. I mean, that could lead to some huge and, and and he's the, the the fourth guy off the board I mean, he's inevitably going behind judy and lamb and likely rugs you throw in the the, the quarterbacks and i mean you could get jalen rieger at 112 and and he could have an aj brown type rookie season i mean he he's he, he's gonna likely play in the slot i believe and i mean i think he's just gonna get targets i mean who, who else who's gonna take targets away from in that offense i mean Ertz and and got goddard but I mean, man, I think some incredible opportunity there. And I like the Jefferson pick. I think, you know, he, he's good size. He has good speed. He's a great all round. Oh, wow, there's a, a trade here. Oh, nice. Okay. Chargers moved up. The Patriots moved back. That's a shocker. It's like major <laughs> trading back. In the draft. As soon as the Patriots but, call um, you, 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 you decline that phone call when it comes to trading. Uh, that's right. But Jefferson, I think he fits really well with what Adam Thielen does. I, th- I think, you know, he's going to make a lot of sense. I-, I think that, you know, that offense there has kind of been built to, you know, run the ball and have some play action. And, and I really like what Jefferson does. I think he's a, he's not flashy, you know, and he, he's not going to necessarily be the same kind of burner that like a Henry Ruggs is going to be. And, but I really like what he did there at and LSU he, he, and, and yeah. very well-rounded. I think, you know, he's, he's a very, very talented wide receiver. And so he and Rieger are going to end up inevitably probably being in the, in the back, you know, three or four picks of first round drafts um, in, in, you know, super flex leagues. So that's a, that's, that's great value. Yeah, man. I mean, if you've got those late first, early seconds, woo, I, because I, I do think super flex leagues, we're going to see, obviously the QB is go pretty early. We're going to see running backs. Cause there, there's going to be a lot of day two running backs. I think May, maybe someone sneaks into day one. I doubt it. Um, so yeah, you're talking about tremendous value for, uh, for some of these wide receivers for sure. Um, so will, what, what would get you excited about Justin Jefferson? I mean, where, where do you think, um, what kind of year do you think he has early? Do you think he's going to have kind of a quiet year one or do you think he slides right in there and, and does something in that Vikings offense? Uh, it's good. I think it's going to be, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a massive year one. They're just not a great passing team as far as numbers go. I don't think he's going to light the world on fire the way – I mean, I could see the way you mentioned, like, Jalen Rager and A.J. Brown. I don't really see, like, that Justin Jefferson has that A.J. Brown ceiling. And that's – I mean, that's super high. I get that. But uh, the 
I think, you know, I think it's fine. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself that this was a, a, a really good pick for the Vikes. Um, just with this, like, I, like, I, I, yeah, like maybe, you know, take something else here uh, and you get like LaVisca and Chenault later would be more fun for me. Let's, let's reset guys. Let, let's, let's talk about all the, yeah, let's go back to the top of the draft too. Top of the draft. Okay. Um, as we're watching uh, New Orleans, they're on the clock, uh, pick number 24. Uh, Kenneth Murray just went off the board as we're watching. So Joe Burrow, no surprise, number one pick. Is he, even though he's probably not our consensus number one in Superflex drafts, is, um, is he the consensus number one, do you think? I think that's pretty obvious he's going to get number one. I, I, think I, mean, I, I think it's a pretty safe pick. I mean, he's going to have a great shot. I like him. I actually like I'm still flip-flopping Trey and Ryan between Burrow and Tua. Uh, I know that Tua has the better early production. Uh, I just – maybe I'm overthinking it and a little bit too worried. But I, I just – I'm also a big fan of Burrow's game. They're both – not only are were they both amazing college quarterbacks, but they're also both very likable people. And I, I think that does come into play when we're drafting guys for our dynasty teams, at least it comes into play for me. Um, you know, like guys like Juju, for example, just, just guys that are fun on social media. I, I, I like Joe Burrow's story is great. Tua's story is great. So I think that helps ele- elevate those guys. And just the fact it's a suplex league, they're quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I could, I, I cannot really fault anyone for taking them one and two. There's certainly some risk there, but I, I think they're going to be the guys that go off the top of the board um, in Superflex leagues. So. Where does Herbert slide in for you now? Man, that's a great question. I, I, I kind of want to see where the running backs end up. Um, but he's one of those guys that maybe could be a sneaky value because I think he, he might slide. Although it's not like Daniel Jones. I mean, people aren't rip, ripping him like they did Daniel Jones. So probably not as much as I think. I, I don't know. Is he like a middle to late first-round pick in the Superflex League? I bet he's uh, 108 is his uh, floor in a Superflex League is my guess. Trey, what, what what are you doing with the quarterbacks here, man? I, I know you you're a big you, well, you like Burrow a lot, but you're a big Tua fan too. So, and I know one of the things, if if I can share this, you were you were kind of hoping that Tua slipped. I think going into tonight because you were thinking maybe he'd be a value, people might avoid him, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and I think there's a you know that that's kind of like a catch twenty two also because you know these NFL franchises take these decisions very seriously, right? This is this is a multi. I heard someone. Say, in a podcast the other day these these are eight figure decisions these guys are making right with these top 10 picks so oh yeah if you see them slide to 12 or 15 i think it's definitely gives you a little more pause in spending a top pick on him in a rookie draft or a, a high pick on him in a startup because that means that there were quite a few nfl franchises that didn't feel comfortable investing a top 10 pick in him despite a significant need of franchise quarterback and and i think we all know that Tua is easily as talented if not more talented at quarterback than any other quarterback in this draft it's purely health concern so i i i i did say that and 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 there was a part of me that meant it because i thought maybe if if i mean if i can get two at four or five or six and super flex rookie drafts that's like stealing because you know in in 24 months he could be i feel like a top 10 dynasty quarterback um if he stays healthy and 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 that could be a big if so in some respects, having him go five to Miami, I think signifies to me 
that they're pretty convinced that his health is not going to be a significant concern, or at least they're willing to take that chance on him. So you're right. I think it does probably solidify his value as a, you know, a top two pick. What's crazy to me is what in my mind seems to be this chasm in value between the, the, the pick at five and then the, the very next pick in the actual draft of Justin Herbert. I, I think that the, the gap in talent between Tua and Justin Herbert is immense. Um, and, and so I, it would probably be hard for me if I had a team that needed quarterback, it would probably be hard for me to take Tua over um, Joe Burrow. And here's why, because I think if you take Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow is almost a lock to start year one. Yeah. With the weapons they have there in Cincinnati, I think he's going to produce. And I think 12 months from now, the gap in value between Burrow and Tua is going to be greater than it is now. So I think from a value perspective, you kind of have to take Burrow over Tua now. Um, and, and I don't love doing that. I love taking my guy, but you know, when, when there's a very good possibility that Ryan Fitzpatrick starts the majority of this next upcoming season for Miami, Tua is going to just kind of sit and simmer. Um, I, I don't know that I could viably in a draft take to a over Burrow. I like him and I think I'd rather have him long-term, but um, I, I also don't think that it's a, it's not a slam dunk. I mean, you know, Burrow is being put in a pretty good spot there in Cincinnati and, you know, he's got some weapons and I, I like, you know, Zach Taylor's a guy, man, he, you know, Ryan Tannehill had an incredible production under Zach Taylor's tutelage when Zach Taylor was the either quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator in Miami. It was when Ryan Tannehill had like 4,000 yards passing in a season and, you know, his best statistical season ever, Ryan Tannehill was under Zach Taylor's tutelage. So Taylor knows how to get the most out of young quarterbacks. And, and I think that, um, you know, they're, they're both great options. I do think they'll end up being probably one and two in many, many super flex, super flex, super flex uh, <laughs> rookie drafts. So. Super flex seeds, rookie drafts, yeah. That's right. I do more super, super, super chia drafts, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Can yeah, I just say it, how it, badly it, I want this – we had like a quick – it wasn't even like quick back and forth, but I, I don't mind the Herbert selection at number six by the Chargers at all. If they have belief in him and they studied him, uh, he has at least a skill set that could be all right. And with the rest of that team and how they're built, if they can now have a cheap rookie quarterback who isn't – you know, like he's could be a better – like better than Derek Carr type of quarterback. And I think that that kind of guy can at least lead them to a good playoff run and, and do better potentially in the playoffs than what Phillip Rivers did in the past few times. So I feel like that's a team built for success and that pick makes sense in that, in that kind of ideal world where now you have the cheap quarterback, you can invest in other places. So not a huge Herbert fan, but just don't mind the pick. Yeah. I just think I, I, I kind of feel like in, in my opinion, if, if they really feel like they're built to win now, I feel like they would have been better off to sign Cam Newton or Jameis Winston to be completely honest, because I, I mean, I feel like Justin Herbert probably is the kind of guy that needs to sit for a year. And, you know, you're right. I mean, they've got Mike Williams. They've got Hunter Henry. They've got Keenan Allen. They've got Austin Eckler. They picked up I Chris mean, Harris Jr. on they're, defense? Like. They're kind of in a position to win now. And, and, you know, I feel like when you draft a rookie quarterback with a top 10 pick, you're really aiming more to win in like two to four years, you know. I mean, you know, there's not many instances that a rookie quarterback comes in and is immediately competing for a Super Bowl. And so I, I just kind of – that's where, for me, I felt like – I mean, we got a guy like Cam Newton out there 
or even Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I, I, they've said, you know, pretty, pretty, been pretty straightforward. They feel pretty comfortable with him. I, we'll see. It's my biggest complaint with Herbert is not the ability. It's the consistency. I think that, that you know, oh, yeah. he's just shown you know, some, some incredible, some incredible performances. And then there's some performances that you're just kind of like, man, they're a little bit head scratching. Yeah. And just so I think the consistency to me is, you know, I, I, but as we know, you know, quarterbacks always get pushed up and it's going to be very interesting to see how he's valued. I think it'll be all over the place. I, I, I promise you with the talent at running back and wide receiver this year, there's going to be super flex drafts that Herbert falls to like 112, maybe at even the early second. I mean, I, I really, I'm not saying I expect it, but it wouldn't surprise me because if you take it, once you take the top two quarterbacks and the big running backs and five first round wide receivers, I mean, that's 11 guys. And there's a good possibility that all 11 of those guys go before Herbert. Yeah. And, and one of the great things that we love about Superflex leagues is that uh, they, they vary. I mean, there's some Superflex leagues where QBs don't go as soon as, as others. I, I mean, I think we, we've, we've seen that in various leagues that we're in where, you know, one league you'll have, uh, um, you know, quarterbacks go real early. Like, the, you know, in some leagues, they may be the top three picks. Um, but in other leagues, they may slide down the board. So that's that's what makes that's what's so exciting though about the Superflex League and, and these rookie drafts that we're going to have. Because, man, I mean, even if you have a, a late first round pick, you're you're going to get someone you're going to be excited about on your dynasty team. So, um, yeah, I think there are red flags with with Herbert. Um, I, I think the Chargers had to do that, um, but there are some things that, you know, like his decision-making, he makes poor decisions sometimes. I mean, that's, that's one of those big red flags for me. The fact that he's so damn tall and no tall quarterbacks have ever been successful in the NFL. So anyway, um, shall we, let's talk about these wide receivers guys, because if, if you look at the wide receivers that have gone off the board so far and we're on pick 25, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but as of this, this time, as we're talking, you, you got Ruggs that went to the Raiders at 12. You got Jerry Judy that went to the Broncos at 15. CeeDee Lamb to the Dallas Cowboys at 17. Crazy. Uh, uh, Jalen, I'm not sure if it's Rieger or Rieger yet. I can't have figured it out. 21 to the Eagles. And then uh, uh, Jefferson to the Vikings at 22. Um, first of all, the first wide receiver off the board, it's not a shock that it's Ruggs, but it's a little bit surprising. And how do we feel about him going to the Raiders? I, I mean, I, I guess where would you, maybe the first question I should ask you guys is how do you rank these guys? How do you rank these wide receivers? And, and it, it, just if, it, if you're in a rookie draft, that's only wide receivers for whatever strange reason and some strange league that you're in, <laughs> it's just a wide receiver only league. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you rank these guys? Uh, Will, you want to give this a shot? How would you rank? Oh. Ruggs, Judy, Lamb, Rager, Jefferson. I kind of really dislike uh, Judy's landing spot out of all these, the worst. Um, what, can't, can't you argue that um, both Judy and CeeDee Lamb have um, kind of bad landing spots in a sense? And um, and if you're a, a Michael Gallup truther, like so many people are, that's how, do you, how do you feel tonight? I've never really bought into Michael Gallup, and, I'm, and I don't have him anywhere in my dynasty leagues, and, and I'm, I'm very grateful I, I don't because I'd be, I'd be just be pulling my hair out, I think. Right? So I really made it far into my ranks. <laughs> sorry sorry go ahead no, just, sorry. Yeah, i love the, i love the energy actually i kind of so i don't actually mind cd lamb in dallas but i don't think 
that the wide receiver rank, like you're going to go whatever running backs first, right? So we're pushing these guys down, but you're in this wide receiver only draft. I actually think CeeDee Lamb's a good, great creator after the catch. And that's more like Amari Cooper, in my opinion, isn't that. So they pair well together uh, in that offense. And so he could be an easy like wide receiver too as a rookie. And that's fine. And that's going to gain value. Um, but I, I'm actually struggling here a little bit. We were talking earlier, I think before you hopped on and Trey mentioned Rager being the number one wide receiver now as a rookie. And I think I'm on board with that. I love that, uh, that style of player now in the Philadelphia offense. So I think, I think I'm going him one because I don't think that either quarterback on the, on the Raiders is going to get it to rugs enough for it to matter. Uh, and, and so I guess I'll put it that there. And then I don't know, man. Like, do you, does Jefferson leave, leave these guys now? I guess maybe I'd go Rager, uh, Lamb, Jefferson, Judy. What do you guys think? I'm with you. I, that's exactly. I'm I'm Rager, Lamb, Jefferson, Judy, Ruggs. And I'll tell you why Lamb's number one for me. It's because he plays for a top five quarterback in my opinion from an what, you mean Rager? you mean Rager number he, one or oh, no well uh, yeah sorry Rager and Lamb both the, the, okay, the reason okay. they're my All top right. two is because they they play for the best quarterbacks I, I think Judy uh, Drew Locke I think there's major question marks around and and I think this is going to probably open up a pretty amazing buy window in my opinion for Cortland Sutton because Judy being in Denver doesn't immediately just destroy Cortland Sutton's value um, and so I think that Cortland Sutton could become a buy I like Jerry Judy I like what he does um, but I think C.D. Lamb and Jalen Rieger because of the, the quarterbacks they play with the offenses they they play for and Rieger I think is just going to inevitably be forced in getting a, a boatload of targets um, now I will tell you I think the Eagles are going to probably pick another wide receiver in the ne- next you know 60 picks or so so um, it'll be interesting. And there's wide receiver number six in the first round. Um, Brandon, I, you, I, yes, I, I yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I like those ranking. And I, I think I misspoke uh. earlier. I think Justin Jefferson is actually more of a slot. I think really almost all of these guys kind of fit more in the slot or, or will factor more in the slot at, in the NFL. So. Yeah. Vikings yeah. so traded back. 49ers. Yeah, Brendan, I eat to the 49ers, so you might have to rethink your rankings. Uh, it, man, I, I don't. I, six and, and, yeah, six wow. right, wide nice, receivers, nice. guys. Brandon, you fits nicely at the end of all those wide receivers. That's fine. <laughs> I know. I I probably wow. take him at the end, especially with that offense in San Francisco. Um, I think. I mean, I I will say. Uh, so going through, I, I'm intrigued by Rugs. I think maybe I would have him higher than you guys do. Um, although he's probably one of those tricky guys for fantasy and um, I don't know, maybe, maybe. So I asked you guys this cause I'm not really sure. Um, I think Jerry Judy for the Broncos is really a, a great, great place. And Trey, I completely agree with you. I think this makes Cortland Sutton a pretty good buy opportunity. And, and I think it's a great fit for, um, for the offense and, and, and for Cortland Sutton in particular. Um, but, but I do have my concerns about Drew Locke. Um, I, I like Lamb. He was my number one receiver going into this draft. And I, I guess I have to think about it. You know, I mean, I, I would have preferred him going to a place where he's clear, clearly the number one alpha dog. But um, playing with Dak, I mean, man, that Dallas offense, whew. I mean, talk about some playmakers. 
Um, yeah. yeah, Dak could be the clear winner there, really. Yeah, out of all yeah. these wide receivers, it could be Dak's value that really spikes more than anything. Oh my gosh, I, I mean that's I mean, he quick. could hit Kyler levels, right? I mean, he could he could start going in the in the mid in the mid first in superflex startups. Yeah, I mean he's already a, t- a top five superflex uh, QB, yeah. but um, it, it definitely um, definitely elevates him. So. I'm as brimming with excitement. We got, we got six wide receivers, boys, in the first round. Six. I set the over under at four. Horrible, Will. Horrible. <laughs> what did uh What did Minnesota get in that deal to move down to let them take Brandon Ayuk? Also, so just they 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 moved down to pick 31, and they picked up picks pick 117. The the pick that the 49ers got in the in the um trade with the Bucks. Um, I heard that I, I didn't, I'm looking on Twitter right now. Yeah. 117 isn't bad. Uh, but I feel like also that, uh, they oh, moved up a little we, bit further. Wow. Wow. That's actually a great move for the Vikings. Will. so Vikings got 31, 117 and 176 to give up 25. Oh, nice. That's an impressive haul to move back six spots. That is nice. Really nice. That's Patriots-esque, man. Just to give them Brandon Ayuk, you know? It makes me happier about the Justin Jefferson pick for the Vikes. If if we're boosting I, I, I'm I, Honestly, are you guys surprised that Ayuk's a first-rounder? I know he's being mocked there, but I'm actually pretty surprised here. I'm a, I'm a little surprised. I, I mean, I'm honestly surprised there are six wide receivers in the first round. I, I fully expected four because my thinking was that this – uh, wide receiver class is so deep that NFL teams are just going to prioritize other players that, you know, there, there are other areas of the draft where it's not quite as strong. Right. So, yeah. yeah so I'm certainly surprised. Yeah. That's, that's five of 11 picks. So I mean, wrong. what's that Trey? Yeah. I really kind of thought the wide receiver run would get started earlier, you know, because you had the yeah. jets there, at, but Beckton fell to them. Um, and even before that, at Jaguars at pick nine, I felt like they could have gone wide receiver. I mean, I was a little surprised. Yeah, I mean, you guys know this. I'm a Gator fan. I was a little surprised the CJ Henderson pick. I mean, I, I think that, you know, yeah, he, I wanted to ask he's that. good. I, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, cornerback's always an odd pick for me. I, I just, anytime I see a, a, a team pick, when's the last time that you felt that you felt like a team that picked a cornerback, they really became an impact player for, in the top 10, I should say. Or yeah. in the top fifteen. I, I just I just kind of feel like, you know, safety, linebacker, defensive end, offensive tackle, you know, and and, and maybe they felt like they could get their guy later on. Um in, so, in the in, the of course they end up going defense again at pick twenty. So he's probably the best corner in the draft in my opinion. And but, he's been uh, rising up the buzz has been rising up the boards and that shutdown yeah. corner is a valuable player to have on your roster. So who is the guy from the the Browns? Was it two years ago? One year ago? Uh, and oh, then, yeah, then Jalen Ramsey was drafted in the same year as Ezekiel Elliott. That was a pretty big pick for them, even though he's gone from the yeah. team now. But his uh, his his time there, yeah. he was he was pretty dark. I mean, he most led them to a Super Bowl as a part of that defense. So it, it is possible. Uh, and you guys know who I'm talking about, right? From the Browns, at least from Ohio State. Can't remember his name. Horrible, horrible content right here. But uh. It's, it's it's that kind of thing where they can have have a good impact, and especially when you have more draft picks. But yeah, I also I think I think cornerbacks uh, fail a lot more than they they win in the top ten, right? 
Yeah. But, you know, you could probably say the same thing for wide receivers too. So, I mean, I, you know, it, Oh yeah. I, I, it's, it's all, uh, you know, the, per, the perspective on a pick on draft night is, is always different, not always different, but quite often different than the, the, the perspective on that pick a couple years down the road. And so, you know, I, I think, but, but anyway, I, I just kind of felt like, you know, it looked like there were a lot of mock drafts at least that felt like the Jaguars at nine, the Jets at 11, we're going to, you know, be possibly starting the, the, you know, I think with Becton falling, I mean, I think that was a wonderful pick for the, for the jets. They, they need to be able to yeah. protect Sam Donald. Inevitably they've got Great to be pick. able to provide some weapons. They're going to inevitably pick at least two wide receivers in this draft. Um, and so they're probably, they're probably sitting there thinking, man, we could, we could have had our pick bunch of, uh, at 11. And yet now, you know, when they get to their pick in the second round, it's going to be like wide receiver, nine or 10 they're going to be looking at. So I think that's the, the craziest thing is now, you you know, it is a deep position, but you know, the elite guys are, are flying off the board. So anyone that really has a need at wide receiver, I mean, like I look at my, the Miami dolphins here at pick 26 and I think, man, I mean, they really need receivers, right? I mean, they, the Packers just moved up. The Packers just moved up. Uh Oh, shit. Oh, the Packers <laughs> moved up. <laughs> Um, well, they got Preston Williams. Here comes another wide receiver. Maybe. We'll see. DeAndre Swift. Preston Williams yeah. and Devontae Parker. I think you were thinking of Denzel Ward, by the way, uh, Will. Yeah, Denzel Ward. Ward. Denzel Ward. He's been um, a pretty yep. good impact player for them. Yeah. Took him a, <laughs> the Cleveland took him number four in 2018 after they took Baker at number one. Yeah. So, hey. <laughs> What do you guys think of the coverage so far tonight? Um, I have to say I miss the dedicated NFL network coverage. Like they they focus way too much on the ESPN personalities, in my opinion. They're just milking this. This is such a milked draft because we're so starved for sports. They knew exactly what they're doing. And the pick has been in for like 20 minutes on each pick, I feel like. <laughs> it, it bothers me. It, it does. It does seem this way. And in fact, these these decisions are probably happening faster due to the technology because you don't have all these people in the room. Like, wait a second, I have something I want to say about this guy. You know that like obviously the conversations are more limited. And and I think it's probably just the head coach and GM talking to one another, getting clearance from the owners from the team. It's I think it's more of a streamlined process. Is my is my theory on it? Because you don't have all those scouts in the room with you, and you don't have to talk to your team doctors necessarily. Because, you know, you're, you're these gyms in their house with their kids, you know? Yeah. I also think the coverage really, really hurts teams that I, I think a strategy in the NFL draft should be to put your pick in immediately just to throw off the next team and put, their, put them on the clock. And so that clock should start immediately and your pick should be announced. Maybe they, maybe they know it between the two and when it says on the clock, but I just feel like you could really – it takes away from messing with other teams a little bit more when you have – uh, an advertising, but you know, not an advertising, but like monetary needs from a network where all the ESPN uh, personalities haven't been on TV or haven't had enough attention paid to them, so they're really cashing in right now. All right, here we go. With the Packers Dell earlier tipping the tipping tipping the hand on the the <laughs> lineman. He was he, he was like, oh, they got some protection for Tua. Jordan Love to the Jordan Packers. Love what? The Packers. What? Is Aaron Rodgers about to get Aaron Rodgers? Does that even make any sense? Um, four, four years from now, this will affect the Packers. <laughs> that's huge, actually. That's a great. That's a great pick, man. That's a great pick. 
Wow. Yeah. What a good surprise. What is Jordan Love thinking right now? He's like, uh, well, looks like I'm not playing for a couple seasons. <laughs> also, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to happen? Well, okay, Logan Utah is not exactly warm where he played. But Utah they didn't – so the Packers kept the other first-round pick, right? Oh, no, it's gone now. Okay. No. Uh, you, know, you know what's going to wow, happen? they traded up for him. Damn it. You know what's going to happen? He's going to turn out to be like this – freaking stud and the Packers can just continue oh, the keep right, right. oh, I, would, I would hate them I would hate them Fuck. so much Jordan Love Jordan, Jordan Love is greater than Mitch Trubisky yeah no, already he's a enough quarterback oh my god oh I'll be honest oh, I was really how, how long do you wait until you trade for Jordan Love now do you wait two years wait one year and try to get ahead of it well where the the key is going to be where does he go in super flex drafts? That's that's going to be because if if he's there like you know the mid second, I mean he's a no brainer pick. Even if he's, I mean if if he's there in the early second, you know like that'll that'll be an inch because he's got some athleticism, man. He's got some wheels. High, high upside, right? That's a right? great pick. What a luxury. I mean, hey, hey Trey, I've got a question I'll, for you. Like let, let, let's say. That you like on on one of your your better dynasty teams, Superflex League, you're you're pretty stacked, and and you have the one twelve, and y- you get there, and you have a chance. Maybe a couple of these wide receivers are left that win the first round, and Jordan Love is there. Do you think about pulling the trigger on Jordan Love just to you got a stacked roster, just to have that in your back pocket? Oh man, that's a good question. I, I yeah, that's I don't know. I, I I'm gonna have to. I mean I. I think my gut reaction is no, but, you know, yeah, I think probably it's going to be pretty tempting, especially because of the fact that, you know, quarterback, quarterbacks are, are huge, right? And, and to be able to get a guy like this um, at the end of the first round there, I think that probably the difference would be for me. Yeah, I, I think if I have a stacked roster where I, I literally like don't need a contributor in the next you know, two years. Um, I think I probably would. I, I, I like Jordan Love. I think I like I like what he offers. I really was kind of hoping that Jordan Love would end up in New Orleans as a successor for uh, Tom or yeah Tom Brady uh, for Drew Brees. I really kind of. I mean, I know Taysom Hill's there, and everybody thinks he's going to take over. But I was kind of hoping Love would either go to the Patriots or the uh, the Saints. I still have hopes for Jalen Hurts, though. He Jalen Hurts' landing spot and where he goes in this draft is probably going to be the most interesting for me at the quarterback position. Yeah, um, I love. Him. I, love him I don't too. believe he's Lamar Jackson by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do think that he has more potential to be a game changer at the NFL level if he goes to the right spot than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. So, he Jalen Hurts may be the guy once it's all said and done, Ryan. Jalen Hurts may be the guy that at 112, I say, you know what? I'm going with the upside. You know, if you anyone that took Lamar Jackson at 112, the, the year he came out as a rookie, what was that, two years or three years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago? This is his sophomore I mean, season in 2019. You know, that, I mean, that, that was a home run from the from the 112. So that's probably the, the pick that I would – but, but and Jordan Love could end up being that, right? I mean, it's pretty unlikely, but um, – so, I, but I, yeah, that's going to be an interesting spot where you're, you do have a team that's really, really good. And you're sitting there at the end of the first round and there's these, you know, quarterbacks. I mean, I probably would rather have Jordan love than Justin Herbert. And I know that sounds crazy, but. So uh, uh, after waiting for what I assume has broken 
a lot of websites. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, his his contract and what he's what he signed for is unless he's traded or however however they would work that out. Uh, he's basically on the team until 2022 through the 2022 season. So he's got three years. Interesting. I, I, I wonder, I'm going to look at, up Aaron Rodgers' Twitter and see if he's tweeted anything about the selection. I'm very curious. <laughs> uh, might be a good time to acquire him. He's probably motivated now. He's probably pissed off, right? Like, what are the Packers doing, man? So, interesting pick. Uh, Will, what about you? If you're dominant uh, Dynasty teams, you've got the, the all 112. All my teams, yeah. Yeah, all your teams. You've got the 112. What, what are you, are you going to, if Jordan Love is there, are you like, do I want him or do I, do I want Brandon Ayuk? I mean, which. I don't want Brandon Ayuk, so I would take Jordan Love over Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> I really don't. I, I, I get why you could be high on Brandon Ayuk, but I'm not very interested. It'd be more right. like, hey, do I want Jordan Love or do I want a guy like, like Clyde Edwards Alaire if he hadn't been picked yet or if his landing spot wasn't ideal? Or I think after the, oh man. I'm a little bit nervous about these wide receiver landing spots. And I know we shouldn't read too much into that because we got AJ Brown last year and he showed us exactly what you can do and how things can change very, very rapidly. But I'm having a hard time getting psyched up about these wide receiver spots. Besides, I think Rager, I even think Jefferson, like I think it's fine, but I'm not like overly jacked that he's on the bikes. Yeah. But I I think, I think we, we know something about wide receiver. I think we have to, uh, temper our expectations, especially as as Will, you know, I talked about uh, on on Voxer that you know w- what's important for these guys is to you know these these uh, these you know mini camps that they have and, and and learning the playbook and getting the chemistry built with their quarterbacks and and learning the NFL and with uh, with with uh, COVID nineteen and and the way um, it, it looks like the season. You know, this is going to get delayed, right? I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, we'll see an NFL season in 2020. But even if we do, it's it's not going to. The lead up to it is not going to be the same as as we've experienced. Yeah. So I think I, I don't know that we can expect too many of these rookie wide receivers to just explode in in, in 2020. Yeah. So. so to me, that boosts up Jordan Love, like above those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's he's interesting. I mean, now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the Packers do later on in this draft, because I think the Packers need a wide receiver. I mean, they just don't, I mean, they've, they've, tr- they've tried, you know, running with Jerome Allison and, and these other guys. And it's, Alan just, Lazar. it's not, Alan Lazar, it's just not working. They, they need someone to match with, with Adams. And we'll I think on, I think on every single NFL.com mock draft, they had Ayuk going to the, the Packers, which I was like, Oh, it's boring. Yeah, maybe the Niners, uh, you know, moved up and they, they got their guy. So um, we we shall see. We uh, talk about landing spots. Will G- getting back to that though, um, uh, you know, I, I rugs to the Raiders. I don't think that's a bad landing spot. I mean, he clearly goes in, and, and who's he competing with? You know, you know, I mean, uh, Tyrell Williams is the number one wide receiver in in um, Las Vegas. So I think that's a good landing spot. Um, you, you can question him as a talent, but he's the first wide receiver off the board and. He's going to be the wide receiver one in, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, maybe his ceiling is capped, but I think he's I – mean, the big thing with him is, is Drew Locke, I guess. I don't love that landing spot, but um, CeeDee Lamb is matched with Dak. Um, uh, Rieger, you, you got him matched with Carson Wentz. He, he steps in as the number one guy there. 
Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's getting older. He's not going to be the number one there forever. So I don't, I don't think that's horrible. And, and Ayuk going to San Francisco, I mean, uh, they'll, they'll know how to use him. So, I mean, is it ideal? Uh, all these guys where they went? No, but it never is. So I, I don't think it's horrible where the wide receivers have landed. Yeah. And Will is still making faces at me. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just gross. Because, Ryan, we've talked about it. We're, we're fans of rugs. And I just don't I, – I don't trust how that offense is going to run with it. Like, I don't – I can't – I'm having just a really hard time picturing how that's successful. And I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again in life, but I'm really struggling with that at this moment in time. I'm, I'm having a, a hard time being positive about rugs landing spot in, on the Raiders. Do we trust the Raiders as an organization? Are they a smart organization, Trey? No. Sorry. Trey. <laughs> a little too early to tell. I think, I think it's a little too early to tell. I think everybody kind of hated on them last year for their draft picks. And I think after a year, retrospectively, I think some of the draft picks they made were pretty, pretty solid. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it might be – I think that Ruggs could be the classic. And I know this is so cliche to say – but I think he could be much better for the NFL than, than he is going to be for fantasy. Like he's, he's, he's a big play. I mean, the guy has elite, elite speed. And so you look at the guy like Michael Hardman, right. Who went to the chiefs last year and, you know, maybe not great for fantasy, but when you're in NFL defense and you have to account for that kind of game breaking speed, it just changes things. When you have a guy like Josh Jacobs, you know, and, and an elite offensive line, you know, I, one of the commentators on TV said that he felt like just the presence of rugs alone in that huddle was going to open up more running lanes for Josh Jacobs, you know? So I, I think, and I'll be honest, I think Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback from a, from a fantasy perspective. Um, and and I, I think that I, I kind of am intrigued to watch what Mayock and Gruden are building out there. I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, they definitely need weapons on offense. I don't think they're done. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they if if they add another wide receiver, you know, in, in the in the second or third round. Um, I I don't hate the pick from the perspective of it adds an elite speed weapon on offense. You know, I I don't know that I want him on my dynasty team, but from a from an NFL perspective, I think it was a nice pick. Now whether it was the right pick or not, you know, time will tell. But yeah. Definitely was an Al Davis throwback, man. Definitely a throwback to the to the to the Raiders days of Al Davis. I mean, that I, th- I think you were the one that said that. Will you hit the nail on the head? It's just you know, Al Davis. Like, there's a thumbs up that came out from the ground. That's right. Was Al Davis just so proud? Which and, and 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 Trey, I think you're right, but I also think and it's not. I'm trying not to like use like Iowa homerism here, but I think adding to that offensive line with a guy like Werfs would have been a much better value. And then grabbing a wide receiver that can stress the field later in the draft. There's still fast guys out there that can run down the field quickly. I do think – I guess I'm just a fan of rugs overall, but I do – I like the idea of investing in that offensive line, getting one of those big four, regardless of who slipped right there. Or even like – like, I like Austin Jackson too from USC. So like having that be your core is, is a much – I think that's been proven time and time again that that's a much better strategy than trying to add these outlier wide receivers – to improve your passing game. So that's, that's the only reason, like, I just, it, it, it makes me unexcited for rugs, basically. <laughs> like, long story short, uh, when it comes to fantasy, I agree that he's going to be a better asset on the field for the team than what he will be in fantasy. 
It makes me sad. I was, I was kind of hoping he's going to go to, uh, I don't know, just not the Raiders or Jets. He's going to be so polarizing, I think. I think there are people that really have bought into him and people that haven't. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is he he was not even the number one wide receiver at Alabama. I mean, obviously th- that that program is unbelievable in the talent they have. And the wide receivers he was playing with are are – it's just crazy how talented that, you know, those wide receivers are, but, but yeah, I think he's going to be really polarizing. I, I think he's one of those guys that's going to be all over the place. You know, he could go, uh, you know, as high as like a, a 105 or 106 in a super flex draft. And then I think he could, he could slip down the board and others. So. I think it was interesting. I think it was Matt Friedman who was on the, like the, the Roto underworld podcast said that uh, on the Alabama college offense this year, it was a net negative compared to the other receiving options on the team for them to throw to Jerry Judy, which I thought was super interesting. Mm. I mean, that's, you know, your, 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 your stat watching there, but it's just an interesting stat, like that comparatively those targets were actually a net negative compared to targets to the other wide receivers on the team, which is just kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Just throw that out there. So, so like there's a lot of hate on Twitter already for the Seahawks pick. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that, that, um, I, I don't know a lot about, uh, was it Brooks, the inside linebacker from, um, Tennessee Tech? Is that, is that right? Texas Tech. Tech Tennessee Tech. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a pick that taking the inside linebacker from Tennessee Tech. Let me tell you, Texas Tech. I don't know a lot about him. I don't remember seeing his name leading up to, um, uh, up to the draft in, in terms of where, where he was going to go. So, but, but Seattle beats to their own drum, right? I mean, they're the team that took Rashad Penny a couple of years ago when no one else saw that coming. So um, that, that really worked a- out, eh? <laughs> Still could. Come I'm on. I'm sure they were going to go running back there. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Um, yeah. There was some buzz that they would take a running back right early. I mean, I guess they still could, but um, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to look up where Paul Pertichese, our, our friend, uh, host of the Saturday Sunday Football Podcast, one of the hosts, where he might have had that linebacker, because I am curious. Not that this is an IDP podcast, but I am curious. He's also he... pretty good at guessing the first round. Yeah, so so Paul had him... Predicting. predicting. He does yeah. predictions. I do guesses. Yeah, Paul had him just outside of the first round, so not not a tremendous reach, but, um, but, but interesting. Otherwise. Where did he have Patrick Queen? The linebacker, the LSU linebacker. He hasn't gone in the first, but he's still on the board, isn't he? Unless yes. I missed something. Yeah. I yeah. think he's about. I think he's. I think he's about to come off the board. Yeah. I think he's about to come off the board. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens here. Um. So guys, I have to say, um, have you picked in our draft? What, what's that? Have you picked yet in our draft? No, I, I'm kind of waiting to see how this plays out. I'm, I am kind of wondering if a, you know what? I, I know who I want, I, I, and I don't think he's going to slip. So I will. So listeners, what we're doing is we're doing a little Joe's draft night mock first first night. So tomorrow, just so everyone knows, we're going to have a bunch of our friends in the Dicey community come in and join us um, tonight. You got the three Joes, and we, we we've got some of our friends in the chat. Um, and Trey has already drafted. Trey, you want to say who your number one pick is, unless you're going to change it? No, no, no I'm not changing it. I'm, it, it. He's been my 101 and will stay my 101, um, regardless of, of landing spot. 
Um, and that's Jonathan Taylor. I just think, you know, you look at the guy, I mean, sick, uh, the guy had over 6,000 yards rushing in college. And, and I know that there's been some concern mentioned above. And I, I put this on our little, you know, draft thing. You know, he actually had more receptions than DeAndre Swift and, and more yards per catch uh, last season than DeAndre Swift, more receiving touchdowns. And, and in an offense that threw the ball, uh, you know, maybe I think 50 or 60 less times. So I, I just think that the, you know, it's kind of like with Leonard Fournette, right? Like when he came in the league, people were concerned that he couldn't catch the ball. And, and I think not, not catching the ball, the fact that he didn't doesn't mean he can't. So I'm not as concerned about that. I think that he is an elite running back. Um, obviously, it's going to be nice to see him go, um, you know, the, the draft capital and the landing spot continue to reinforce but for me he's my pretty clear 101 right now in in all formats and, and i'm very happy i have the one oh there goes patrick queen sorry <laughs> oh yeah there the he ravens. is go to the ravens darn it the ravens just keep getting better and better um i was hoping they were taking jonathan taylor yeah well uh, you know that's probably a better pick for them patrick queen because they they're they don't really need any any running backs uh, but um they'll just keep keep reloading on, on defense and I'm sure he's going to be great for them. I have this running back named Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Patrick Queen is probably a really interesting IDP pick by the way, but um, boo. boo. Um, I'm taking DeAndre Swift. I, I'm happy that Trey took uh, Taylor at the one one because, because Swift is probably still my one one um, I, I just think that um, you just can't ignore the fact that he's more likely to be a, a three down back in the NFL and be uh, a better fantasy producer. I, I mean, Taylor he could, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Taylor was a better fantasy asset than, than Swift, but, I, but I'm happy and since he's off the board. Anyway, I don't have the choice to take Taylor. I'll take Swift. It's easy for me. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow, who, who uh, went to uh, off at the one of three already is it, certainly tempting there. But I, one of the things that scares me with Burrow is just the fact he, he really came out of nowhere and he doesn't have that track record in college. Um, he had one of the best seasons, if not the best season ever for a college football quarterback. Um, and I think he's going to be pretty phenomenal, but it makes me nervous. He doesn't have the track record um, that, that, you know, all four years, you know, a couple of years, he has that one year. Um, and he was in a tremendous program that might've inflated his numbers. And he's going to the Cincinnati, which historically is not exactly the best, uh, franchise to be attached to. So um, uh, that being said, I, I think it's he's fine if you take him at the 101, but I, I'm, a, I'm comfortable with Swift. So. Nice. Are you at the 104, Will? Yeah, I took, uh, so we went Burrow, then Tua. So, so Tua slipped down. Um. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys that's in our draft at the 103 it's it's right it's i don't know Ty how to pronounce tylor i i don't know how to pronounce his name is right he's on me panic guilty as charged tylor I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i've always wondered in the chat it's like is it tyler I, i've never met another tylor yeah uh that might even be incorrect it might be tylord so. uh there's this there's a an unwritten d at the end of that i'm pretty <laughs> sure so uh, i'm sorry apologies in advance so I don't even know how to pronounce. Uh, you tell some of the Tyler jokes on this uh, on this this podcast. It'd be he's he's a pretty funny dude. <laughs> he is indeed. All right, so we've got two running backs, two court, uh, quarterbacks off oh, the board. Acres goes RB two. Jake, dirty. What? Dog. 
what what happened? So Tua went four, and then five goes Cam Akers from JP. Did did he get drafted, and we just missed it in the first round? <laughs> no. We're just, we're just, so basically, we're gonna choose those four running backs, right, as a group over any wide receiver at this point in time. We're pretty. I'm pretty set on that. Maybe Ryan, you you do five because you had in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but uh, yeah, I would I would um I love Edwards-Hilaire, and I, and I may might be wrong about him, but yeah, I I, I do. The, I'll tell you what it was. I sent you guys in the Vox the other day, the Fancy Joe's Vox that it was Evan Silva that did this research and, and I, we've talked about this before, but I guess I never really examined it as closely as he did with wide receivers taken in the first round. Um, the, the last several years, terrible track record for that. So um, I'm trying to find it. I'm going back to find it on my, on my phone here, but um, yeah, I, I want to take the running backs over the wide receivers, especially since it's not like there's one wide receiver that landed in the perfect landing spot, frankly. So I, I don't know. Did, Trey, you you on board with that? You want to take some of these wide receivers above these running backs? Trey, I think you're on mute. By the way, I have the I had the sixth pick. It was a tough decision for me, and and I went you know blindly. I went Dobbins over. I think it's a great pick. Lamb or Rager, and I really wanted to go Rager to be completely honest, um, but I think you know unless unless Dobbins ends up in just a bad landing spot. With, with poor draft capital, you know, if he goes like end of the third round to like Seattle, right. Or some just murky situation that doesn't have a clear um, San Francisco track to production, then maybe I uh, rethink that. And, and I come back and I take my, but, but, but if I were literally on the clock right now uh, at the, you know, sixth pick of a rookie draft and had to make my pick before, you know, in, in, in 10 minutes, I'm taking Dobbins. I'm, I'm taking the, and, and, and I'll be honest, there is a part of me that considers Clyde Edwards Hilaire there over Dobbins. And, and I know that that may be, you know, a little spicy, but I, I do think that there could be the tiebreaker between those two guys for me will probably be uh, landing spot draft capital dependent. For me, it's a pretty clear, one, two, three, with, with Taylor and Swift being ever so close at one and two. Akers, a clear, like, second tier for me, kind of by himself. And then Dobbins and Edwards Alaire being in this, like, kind of third tier for me. Um, and, and, and I don't feel like Akers is far and away. I, I feel like the reason Akers is getting dropped down is because of his production at Florida State. But their offensive line and offensive play was just atrocious. So I think for me, Dobbins is the guy I'm going to – if I had a had to make the pick right now, he's the guy. Yeah, and I think I'm just I think I'm just trying to protect myself with my opinion about Acres because I do really like Cam Acres, but I've fallen in love with running backs in the past, and you guys know this, and it just doesn't pan out. So I'm kind of holding off, trying to be more uh, centered about it and and pay a little bit more attention to draft capital. So Acres, I do really like, and I, I like the stance there, but it does scare me because I also like him, and that is. Uh, Sometimes a tough, tough pill to swallow. <laughs> but you know what else doesn't pan out all the time, Will? That's first-round wide receivers. So uh, this is via Evan Silva. So he, he looked at the wide receivers taking the first round between 2014 and 2018, right? So let me read, read you this list, guys. It's, it's a great list. You got Corey Davis, Kevin White, Mike Williams, John Ross, Devontae Parker, 
Corey Coleman, Nelson Aguilar, Will Fuller, Josh Doxson, Lacron Treadwell, DJ Moore, and Brashard Perryman. How many of those guys are clear hits? Um, Evan Silva labels three of them fairly definitive, and you've got nine misses and then three juries still out. So that, that's not a great list. So if, if you're drafting your rookie drafts, you're honestly, you're rolling the dice with wide receivers. As much as we like some of these guys, I, I just think that, you know, um, running backs are the way to go or, or quarterbacks. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you could take uh, CeeDee Lamb, and he turns out to be this uh, first-round straight-up pick in a couple of years. That's certainly possible, but – um, it's also risky. It's hard to um, figure out these guys, right? And there are second-round wide receivers now that have more value than these guys taking the first round. Like a, a Godwin comes to mind off the top of my head. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, who did he go in the third round? Is it, you know, Kenny Galladay. So it, 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 wide receivers are hard to project. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys on on being heavy on the the running backs here in these drafts in 2020. Uh, the Tennessee Titans go Isaiah Wilson at pick 29. Actually, I feel like he's had a little bit of buzz uh, on the, the draft community, and I kind of like that pick for them. What's up with Mike Vrabel's son? I, I guess that's his son, I'm assuming. Like, wearing number 50, he's got a, a mullet. He kind of looks like the Tiger King a little bit, um, like a younger version. Yeah. What's happening? What the heck, man? Oh, and then Ruggs and his, was it Ruggs that was wearing the robe and his? Uh, um, I mean, that may not have been Ruggs. It was one one of the wide receivers. Was like in his robe in his in his living room. I was like, that's nice. That's that's awesome. That's funny. All right, Ryan, you're up. Oh no, yeah, you are up in the mock. With the so seven. Let's get a pick can, right here, right you, now. Can you can you recap Trey for me, who's who's off the board and for our listeners? So Jonathan Taylor went first. DeAndre Swift went second. Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa went third and fourth cam Akers and jk dobbins went fifth and sixth so we have four running backs and two wide receivers off the board you still take your number so, one tight end <laughs> no, no, you're, your you're, telling, you're telling me that there are four running backs off the board but there's still one that i covet and that's clyde edwards hilaire right so if i have the opportunity i'm going to take clyde edwards hilaire Thank you very much. Are you going to type it into the group chat? Yeah. Ooh. If I'm, if I must. 32nd pick in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he immediately skyrockets <laughs> to the 101. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. I think, that, that, I think this next pick of the Dolphins is the last shot at a running back going in the first round because I don't think the Vikings or the Chiefs go running back. I mean, if the Vikings go running back, it's going to be like – implosion city on twitter but <laughs> that'd be wild I, I mean why would they do that but that would be that would be wild unless someone trades into the pick right we, there could be a trade yeah, that's true yeah, well we'll see and, and i I, right. I i hope i'm wrong on this but i think the chiefs are going to take a uh, defensive player i i just you know as much as we would love for them to take a running back that Agreed. would be awesome but i think it's happening we'll find there it is though. tyler takes Jalen rieger at the 108. Nice. Wide receiver one off there the board. We... I love the pick. That's that's quality. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice to get Philadelphia's wide receiver one at the 108. That's nuts. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> He's good. And if, if you remember when we had on uh, Kane and Caleb, 
um, we were talking about these guys, man, it was, they were both, just, I think, I think Kane was in particular was just salivating about how excited he, he was about Riker. So. All right, boys, my picks in too. Ooh, here we go. And the pick is, do you want to announce it? Uh, so I went with CD lamb over Justin Ebert. I just, I still really like CD lamb and I don't think that leading spot is a death sentence. So I actually, I actually kind of like it. What about Michael Gallup? Like, is Michael Gallup the biggest loser of, of tonight? Uh, who, who are the biggest losers of, of tonight in, in, in terms of dynasty value? Or, or is Michael Gallup a goodbye? I mean, because people... Nah, like... he's goodbye. <laughs> is he goodbye or a goodbye? Yeah, I was about to say, you got to really kind of clarify there. I, I think it's a uh, an adios uh, for the most part for Michael Gallup. Um, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, how you guys remind me, Amari Cooper signed a new contract with the Cowboys, right? But right. what were the, because I heard some people saying, didn't they just give him like a massive deal? Like he's not going anywhere. No, it's like five years, a hundred million. Yeah. Let's go to fancy yeah, Joe's capologist, Will Greenwood. With oh, hey guys, let me yeah. type this into Spotrack, which seems to be working very slowly during these draft times. So but he, yep, it was five years, a hundred million. Boom, 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 boom. Got that right. Uh, but his dead cap hit. It, so he signed basically for two years, and then after that, he's cuttable. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think because you're looking at a five-year contract, likely for CD Lamb. So I, I mean, I think Michael Gallup still has some. Uh, clearly not what people were hoping. I think people were hoping he becomes clearly the number two wide receiver there. And I just think, you know, that whole offense is winners in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, I think for Zeke, you got to think to yourself, you know, with, with Michael Gallup as your third wide receiver and Amari Cooper and CD lamb. I mean, you know, your teams are just not going to be able to stack the box. You got a quarterback and Zach that can make people miss and, and, you know, get the ball to those receivers. Uh, I mean, I think that's, could be a really great opportunity for Zeke. Um, so I, I, um, I like the pick a lot there. But both the, the Dallas Cowboys and the Will Greenwood pick boom. Okay. There we Which have it. Jake's pick on is in. At the one eleven, Cause Jake went with what? <laughs> Justin Sherbert. So oh. Herbert goes, 110 there there's our you know there's our i mean it may not be jordan love you're deciding about at the 112 in some drafts ryan it, it might be justin herbert yeah. yeah 110 is a pretty far fall but i also yeah. think at this it just depends where clyde edwards hilaire goes i have a hard time boosting him ahead of those two wide receivers and maybe even herbert but i don't know i don't know i don't know i gotta think this is fun <laughs> <laughs> Look at DeAndre Swift, his background on wherever he is. Um, he's got like the, the, it's like almost like bizarro superheroes. Did you guys see that? Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. I don't know if you oh, guys are watching fantastic. the or not. And then Jonathan Taylor's in this very nice living room. It's uh, just very organized. They're, they're showing all the running backs on, on the coverage. Miami is up at number 30. So maybe there's um, a feeling that a running back could go off the board here. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm really tempted to. I, I think I'm going to do it. 
You're gonna, you're at the 111. What do, what do you think yeah. about doing? So uh, so while you're thinking about it, Trey, I'll just read through. We got Jonathan Taylor at number one, Swift at number two, Burrow three, two of four, Cam Akers five, Dobbins six, Edwards Hilaire seven, Jalen Rager eight, CD Lamb nine, and let's see, Herbert 10, and then Trey Barrett took Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I'm going to go to Justin Jefferson over, over Judy. And, and, you know, I again, for me, it's partly the offense. It's partly the quarterback. Um, I, I do like Jerry Judy. I'm not saying I dislike him, but I, I don't, I don't love the landing spot. And, and, you know, I'm, this is kind of just an off the cuff, you know, I'm, I'm taking my guy. I do think, you know, taking Jefferson over Judy is not going to be cons- – that's, that's probably a little spicy by most people's uh, – I'd, I'd, I'd give it a milk take. Carolina Reaper, baby. No, okay. <laughs> 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 well, I, I think with the 112 then, I, I think it makes it uh, some, somewhat easier for me because – I mean, I mean, I'm thinking about rugs. I mean, obviously between rugs and Judy at this point, but I have to go with Judy, who is the, you know, going into this draft, you know, considered, you know, by some people maybe the the top wide receiver, but it's certainly the number two wide receiver. So, um, it, it's tough though. I have to think about this because it depends on my team. Because I think with rugs, he probably have more upside. But I think at the end of the day, I do think he's going to be an unreliable fantasy asset. And I think Judy, while, while I don't think he's necessarily going to ever be this wide receiver one in the league. I, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that I, I think I'll, you know, is going to be startable for me. I think he's going to be a, a good NFL player and put up decent fantasy numbers if, if nothing else. So there we go. I'll take Judy. The one twelve. that's wild. To get a guy like Jerry Judy at the one twelve. Yeah, that's crazy. And the Dolphins yeah. just took a, uh, a cornerback, everybody. All those there running backs. There oh, watching. no. Trey, what's his, what's his last name? Noah Igbenachene. Igbenachene. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and then uh, Ruggs. Ruggs goes with the 201, which uh, oh, wow. Jordan Love is going at the 202, everybody. Oh, uh, nice. I, I own Aaron Rodgers. is probably my most owned quarterback in any Dynasty League Superflex. Not yeah, not really one QB, but Superflex. I seem to have a lot of Aaron Rodgers, so that is affecting the the mindset around this pick. But I mean, I'll 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 sit on that. I'll, I'd rather have him than oh. Brandon Ayuk or no, I... AJ Dillon. I mean, AJ Dillon's always tempting, but I don't trust his draft capital. I got to wait for that. So I'm going to go with Jordan Love. I like the pick. Pretty easy scoop and score right there for me. Yeah, I think that's nice to get him there at the, you know, 202. And sure. then it goes Judy Ruggs, the Alabama wide receivers back-to-back there too. I actually think Ruggs right there too is, is a fine pick. Oh, you know, yeah. We were talking about him. Like he's a great, you know, a better NFL player than fantasy. But he could still I, – I don't want to like rule out that Ruggs has a higher upside than what we're giving him. I know everybody wants to oh, be – oh, 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 he certainly Deshaun does. Jackson, but I feel like he could be better than Deshaun Jackson as far as a not just a field stretcher. Anyway, I have to be honest. I think the love pick, I think the love picks early. I think it's, you know, I think that, I mean, I think there's a real possibility that Brandon Ayuk becomes the number one wide receiver in that San Francisco offense. 
And and two, you mentioned it, Will. You you definitely don't know yet the landing spot, but I think AJ Dillon is probably pretty tempting there. Um, I, I just I'm just super curious. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is locked in as a quarterback for the next three years, so I feel like Jordan Love, twelve months from now, is going to be a forgotten guy. Like I, I mean, you know, I think you're going to be able to buy him for significantly cheaper, and maybe not. Maybe you know, they could always. But we're, I, I yeah, we're in, second, we're in the second round, though. Two hundred two. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I mean, I'm definitely. I just think that you know, it's a conversation point. I think he's going to be an interesting guy as far as where he goes. I just think that it's going to be very hard for him to maintain or grow in value in the next twelve to twenty-four months. So taking in with a class this deep, taking him in the early second, I think will be something you, that you might regret 12 months from now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think if I – so let's say I don't have Aaron Rodgers in the roster. Uh, I think I might be able to go and acquire Aaron Rodgers still and, and, and kind of stack that. I know, like, a cuff quarterback is, like – it's not super savvy dynasty strategy, but if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to build around this, it at least have some value insulation for now. Because Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the – you know, he's, he's not the epitome of a healthy quarterback. Right. I think anyone that's discounting Aaron Rodgers because of the Jordan Love pick, I'm buying all day long. No questions I asked. I mean, to me, this is not – to me, this – I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. No question asked. He's leaving on his own terms. There's no way this means anything for – you know, I, I think it was just them feeling like that it was an optimal. Yeah. Uh, another – man, this is like – Quarterback, quarterback run here, yeah, for the Vikings. Well, they, because everyone's seeing all these wide receivers being taken, they're like, "We need to get cornerbacks to defend these guys." <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, man. That's... I think also the the love pick too is just I'm not excited about what's happened in this first round, and there's not a running back that I trust to have high enough draft capital to move love at this point. I'm sure that pick will be yeah. different as of tomorrow. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. Like if I, AJ I, Dillon I, goes in the third round, I'm taking AJ Dillon over Jordan Love. Yeah, I can respect that. But I, I, I can. I, it's just risk mitigation, I guess. And like yeah. super risk mitigation four years down the line when I've won four championships in a row with Aaron Rodgers and he retires and Jordan loves becomes the next Aaron Rodgers. I think that there, I think that probably by the end of the night, tomorrow night, there will be another quarterback that you would take above Jordan love. Yeah. I really, really like Jalen hurts too. Yeah. Um, so this is it. This is one the end pick, of the draft. Man, I thought City. this I thought this broadcast was gonna go on a lot longer, but I'm uh very happy that it's not. The uh, only <laughs> way that this the only way this night could be better is if Kansas City drafts a running back here. I mean that like Twitter will oh. just move into meltdown. I it would just be the most beautiful into this first round it's not going to happen but nobody thought that the Patriots were going to take Nikhil Harry last pick last year so we'll see do you think uh there's a last second trade up into here to try to get that that fifth year eligibility like somebody's coming in they're going to take Jalen Hurts so they can have that fifth year option that would be awesome I mean I think that's a I think there's a great possibility that as a matter of fact I think that there's probably some significant I mean they don't have a ton of time but you know, they're definitely, I mean, the, 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 there's no reason for them to pick with, with anything more than 60 seconds left on the clock, right? I mean, you got to let yeah. let the phone calls come in. Like, I'd like to see the Jags use some of their draft capital and come up here and take Jalen. 
That would I just be so want to see great. the Chiefs take DeAndre Swift. Yeah. If the Chiefs take a running back here, uh, regardless of who it is, we need to redo the, the mock draft. A.J. Dillon. It's over. Oh, if it's A.J. Dillon, uh, I'm gonna have to mute, I'm gonna have to mute out my camera because my pants will be off. No, there's there's no way it's gonna be A.J. Dillon, but that would be that would be yeah. fun. They, be yeah, fun. I, I can't see them taking him. He's like the anti. <laughs> he's like the anti Chiefs. I like how we're talking I mean, A.J. Dillon like end of round one like real draft talk, and he's like like mocked in like the fourth or third round at the earliest. <laughs> I love Andy is- Reid. Andy Reid is sitting here, guys, on the on the coverage. He's wearing like an Hawaiian shirt. He's like looking no, at his phone. Yeah. It's awesome. No, he's he's <laughs> he's falling asleep, but looks so peaceful that nobody's woken him up yet. Like on the couch, like he's got like a chicken wing sitting on his jacket. Like he's- <laughs> it's the weirdest camera angle too. It's like it's like they put the camera on his desk, and he's like looking down like this. He's like, <laughs> it's so. Oh, cool. I'm not watching it live. I was thinking my ideal situation. Yeah, Did, uh, you 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 got word they're trading the pick, or you're speculating, Trey? No, I'm speculating. This is gonna be great for the listeners that listen to this on the podcast on Friday morning, and and they know what happens. They're like, okay, guys, this is this is not great. Um, who's up in the draft? I, I think oh, I think he's Jake, and Jake said, "Can I wait to see who Kansas City picks?" So and I said to him, in and the you chat, said yes. Like, I immediately meant to say no. Okay, yeah, I know. What's up with that, Jake? Uh, all right, all right. Well, let's 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 see. Um, you have to pick now. Yeah, Jake pick. Pick, Jake yeah. pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. I, I mean, I, I think tomorrow night when we do this and we, we get the uh, round two and three picks when we see some running backs off the board, I just can't wait for that. I mean, I'm already super, as you guys can tell, super excited about the, these rookie drafts we have coming up because – I mean, just just this mock draft we're doing alone. I, I mean, oh, he goes, he goes, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I mean, you can get a guy that went to the 49ers in the first round, a wide receiver that went to the first round at the or, or at the two hundred three, and that's that's crazy, guys. I mean, this is this is so awesome. This is so great. So, so that puts talking. Trey Barrett. Oh, picks in, picks in. C. Oh, there it is. The pick is in. What a great pick at the two hundred four. 24 hours from now, it's going to look awful. But for now, I feel wonderful about it. Yeah, you should. So this is Ryan Libergood. It, it is. Um, Who are you going with? I mean, we would have probably, you know, an hour ago, two hours ago, we probably would have thought Brandon Love, you know. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Love, Love, sorry. Jordan Love, I mean, you know, so Hertz could go somewhere that he gets just completely blocked. You're taking all the clock, man. Look at him. In order. I, 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 I'm. I'm trying to I'm trying to trade out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you'll see. You and the walrus. Oh, the pick is in. I'm taking Mims. Oh, dude! I, I, I th- Please I, take I think... a running back. This is. They're oh, talking. Okay. They're talking about them taking a running back. Oh, here I can. Does Andy Reid keep making like finger motions like this? <laughs> I don't think Andrew does ever take uh, like, he's never been associated with a team that's taken running back in the first round doesn't mean it won't happen so um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this on and listen to them talking I'll mute my microphone this right, is great Tyler's up. I'd like to get uh, I'd like to get uh, my next picking since it'd be awesome oh my gosh what the heck 
This is great. Podcast Dude, listeners of Friday morning. Year, unbelievable. Year. This is fantastic. No. What, what do you, what do you this know? This is Greg? fantastic. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's happening. It? No, no, it's happening. Just wait. Just wait. Ryan with the pick of the first round, the bargain of the first round. Oh my gosh. No way. I'm a Are you just typing me up here? And Andy Reid just turned around to watch his TV to see this pick. He's chewing, chewing Dude. on his gum. He's chomping away. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to load up this offense and this is going to crush." What is this? This is the this is the sixth LSU player taken in the first round. No, gentlemen, the the pick is in. Is not is not Ch. Pants are about to come off, guys. Oh my! I'm telling you, God, it's happening, boys. All right. It's happening. I'm turning on my TV. Wait, are we betting on this? It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I promise you. Unbelievable. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fascinating running back for them this past season. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Where, where did I take him in this draft? <laughs> Which is not going to happen. You're never going to get him wherever I took him in this mock draft. Seventh. That's... You took him seventh. So, guys. Oh my. Is, Clyde, is, is, he, is he the number one running back? Is he the number well, 101? Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire the 101? Oh, <laughs> Trey, Trey, Will are both like their happened? heads are down. They can't. We're just all in shock. What? It's unbelievable. What, oh just, what just happened? <laughs> this is like a dream come true. Oh my gosh! As 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 terrible it's as the world is right now with COVID nineteen, nothing to look forward to. We have the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round taking a running back, guys. Oh man, woo! This I don't is... believe what I just saw. I feel like you believe in miracles. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Okay, we oh, need some. We, we need some instant reaction, gentlemen. What do we, do? we need. We need your thoughts. Trey Barrett doing the draft again. You're on the clock. One one. Who do you pick? Oh my God. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Um, oh. oh wow i'm okay no okay real talk i'm taking jonathan <laughs> taylor I'm, I'm taking jonathan taylor and and i mean he but my goodness like in so many leagues people are going to be willing to pay out the wazoo to come up and get this guy the the Oh my gosh, man! This is insane. No, I'm still taking Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I absolutely I'm sticking love, with it. guys. So in a single quarterback full PPR league, <laughs> I went ahead and I moved to 2021 first to move up from 106 to 104 to ensure that I got one of those big four. And now, I for sure get my pick of at least two of those big four. Right. And I'm very excited about that. Very, right. very, very excited about that. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think, I think. Hilaire should be moved up and appropriately, but at the 101, like let's say in our Foot Clan Dynasty tray, if you still want to do the 101 for, uh, might take that back. I'm probably, <laughs> not gonna take my, I'm probably still going to go Jonathan Taylor, assuming that he goes quickly in the second round. But wow, uh, wow, he's going, he's going to the Detroit Lions, by the way. So we'll just wait for that. Um, yeah. I want to I mean, I see where yeah, where mock drafts had him because I think am I am I having take lock here or should we be moving 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire up. Are we, are we having take lock boys? No, I, I mean, as we well, as you and I are talked having, about, like, ta- like take lock on a player. Like, should we, should we react more to this pick? In, in, in what sense? I mean, should, should, that's should what I'm he asking. Jump to the top of the board. He's the only first round running back. Should he jump to the top of the board? Is this not a Josh Jacobs move from last year? I, I mean, for me, it's certainly a, a consideration. I, I mean, I, you know, if I don't have the one-on-one, though, I'm not going to go out and trade it to take Clyde edwards Hilaire. I'm actually pretty happy because most of my drafts where I have high picks, I've got like the 103, 104. So this is going to allow guys that I like almost as much to slide down. And if I have to take him at the 103, 104, that's great. So um, I think this is good. I mean, I just say, guys, for for fantasy, for dynasty, for rookie drafts, this first round went about as well as it could have gone, I think. You've, you've got so many wide receivers that have – um, we, we've got six of them that were taken in the first round. You've got uh, a first round running back. You've got the quarterbacks that were taken off the board. What more could you ask for, right? I mean, maybe some better landing spots for some of the wide receivers, but overall, I mean, my goodness gracious. Unbelievable, man. I mean, this is really unbelievable. I cannot even. Holy cow. Ryan McDowell. You know how Ryan McDowell tweets every year and he places guys in his rankings yeah. he just put Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the running back 12 between Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry <laughs> that's pretty wild that's I, think you should, I, think he, I think you should that's be higher aggressive hey, yeah, hey, I've got, he's a I've, hard he's a hard sell Trey you're you're a big Debbie guy probably the biggest among the three of us is, is Clyde Edwards Hilaire even on on rosters on all Debbie leagues no I mean, He's not on probably any. So this brings an interesting point, Ryan. You know, and you and I in that one league where you and I co-own a team and we have the 101 <laughs> and we were like going to take Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is still available. There's like 200 Debbie in that league. Cool. Clyde Edwards Hilaire isn't owned either. So there's right. going to now be conversations in leagues like that. I mean, I would imagine that there are no Debbie leagues, hardly any Debbie leagues where Clyde Edwards Hilaire actually owned and so i mean you know it's it's going to be a tough decision there at the top of you know because in a four-point passing touchdown league i think that's a six-point passing touchdown league so i think burrow maybe is a little more the pick but man i mean what a guy could score 16 the guy could score 16 17 touchdowns i mean just being in that offense is wow I, I'm looking at the last Superflex mock, and, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not even in the top uh, ten of uh, of picks. So that's, ooh, oh my gosh, yeah, this is this is fun, guys. Unbelievable. Is... Well, when guys, I saw did... the first tweet that so, said, "I so think that the Chiefs Trey. are taking Edwards Hilaire." I was like, "There's no way." Right. <laughs> I think that Gridiron Heights draft is gonna be very fun too. I think so too. I tried to get Ryan to cone with me, but I'm not I, I still can decide. It's tomorrow, right? I can, still, I can still jump in. I tried to make yeah, a joke, starts, uh, Trey. After I put, if I, after I put in that group chat that whatever you deal you want, I'll, I'll one up it. And then I got a deal sent to me, and I was like, yeah, oh, I'm, uh, I, I'm, no, not no. That. I'm, I'm actually. Flat and I were talking, and I was like, <laughs> Ryan, I'll make a better offer than Trey if you cone with me. But I was kidding. 
I actually decided to co on a team with with uh, with Tim Torch, who's in that league. So Tim and I, Tim and I are going to be co owners. Oh, actually, no, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is co owners. Ryan, Ryan is co owners with Trey, Tim, and Will. In that league. He has three teams. That's, uh, he's got a one in. Yeah, he's got a one in four shot of winning the league. All of a sudden, yeah. yeah. Which actually, if he would just co own with me, he'd probably have better odds. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'm pretty sure I could trade down more effectively when I'm on the clock. Oh, Especially trade. now that Dak probably skyrockets in the top five or six. Oh man, that's fu- that's fun. Man. It's gonna be fun to be in the startup league. I I, I, I do need to co on with, with one of you guys for that league because that's that's fun because all of a sudden values have just changed um, overnight with with one one round of of the 2020 NFL draft. So. I kind of hate being at 106 in that draft because I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna end up taking somebody like Zeke, you know, or like or have to go tight end, and I, I don't necessarily love that. Get your guy Kittle. Uh, it's it's honestly in two tight end. I think Kittle's value is so underrated. Yeah. Two tight end premium. until they trade for what was it? I saw I saw someone say they heard there were rumors that the. 49ers were going to trade for Evan Ingram. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that I, saw, I saw that they were coaching Howard too. And I was like, what is going that on? That would be a cluster. So guys, I think, do we want to, do we want to shut down the, uh, the, the draft party, keep it going. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it's after midnight Eastern time. After so. midnight. We got to finish our draft. Oh, we got to finish the draft. Okay. So, Let's let's finish the draft, and this will be fun because we're basically at this point we're um, taking guys <laughs> that. Oh, I'm Jake on the clock. Goes Kittle gone at the 105. I I, I love live feedback. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So hurts. Man, so I, man. So I took ahead, Mims at the at the 205. So man, I, I'm loving this draft for me. Yeah, so the, 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 the uh, you're right. The steal the draft all of a sudden is is ever so at the 107. Which so uh, like. Ty Ty Lord takes uh, Higgins. At the 206, which I actually like that value. I think Higgins still has upside. We just he's we're just not as excited as we used to be about him, you know? Uh and then at 207, I went LaVisca Chanel, which I think the Vikings should have waited to take in the second round. And then uh Brian Edwards goes at the 208. And now we have Trey Barrett on the clock. No, well, Trey Barrett just took the player he wanted to take when he took Hertz at 204. <laughs> Not the steal of the draft. Ryan already oh. locked that one up, but it's going to be a close second. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I want him to go to Tennessee so bad. It just it makes too much sense. For A.J. Dillon? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. he's like a Derrick Henry clone. Goes to Tennessee, hangs out for a year, and takes over next year. And right. and, and that, would probably block, that would probably knock him down rookie drafts a little bit too, right? People think he's kind of blocked by. It's the same thing with Derrick Henry, man. You know, he – he, he was drafted and they had DeMarco Murray, right? And so Derrick Henry went kind of late in rookie drafts because they had De- DeMarco Murray, right? And so yeah. you kind of got a value on Derrick Henry. And he didn't do anything for a couple years, but I think you could see a similar – I mean, I think it's almost a guarantee that with the running back talent available that the Titans take a running back in the second day of the draft. It's the smart thing to do. Give Derrick Henry his franchise tag, run him into the ground one more year, and then have his replacement ready to go. That's that's just good football move, Ryan. Two ten. Who are you going with? Yeah, this this is tough. Um, 
Oh my goodness, this is good. Honestly. So you know what? I'm gonna go with um this is tough because basically all the quarterbacks I like are off the board. I don't really love any of the running backs left. Wide receivers are getting pretty depleted. Um, I guess I'll take the um, – God, what is, what is his name? I can't even think of his name. There's so many wide receivers in this draft class. Hold, hold on. Give me a second. Get, get, buy me some time, guys. Have, uh, have some discussion. Uh, what's, the, what's the biggest surprise of the night? Is it Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to Kansas City? It's got to be, right? 100%. 100%. I can't believe that they would take him over Jonathan Taylor. That floors me. So let's let's I'm pretend. Just, just, oh, we even oh, had like, this conversation. Ugh. Let's project. Where does where does Clyde Edwards-Hilaire settle out in if you had to predict a top 5 right now, ADP. Fast forward to August. What is your top 5 Superflex ADP? For rookies, you mean? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume we're gonna get some good draft capital for J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going the second. So I I I do think that they have the potential to still be above Hilaire. And I think in most two you know in Superflex. So I'm gonna go Burrow, Taylor, Hilaire, Tua, Dobbins. And then I'm going to go Acres after that because I think Acres has the best chance to slip in round two to three. Out of those, out what of those about players, you, I've got my top five. I've got w- what I think is going to happen in terms of the consensus. I think Burrow. Yeah, Tua, like what will be the ADP? Yeah, Burrow to. Uh, I said Swift in there, right? Did I miss that? Dang it! You, okay, it's fine. Did you? Uh, anyway, so, sorry. I, continue. I, I've got Burrow to uh, Edwards, Hilaire, Swift, and Taylor. I think that's that's how it's going to go down. I, w- I was going to say the exact same thing, except I think Taylor will be ahead of Swift. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. yeah, they're so close. I think by the time the drafts it's going to be depending on the landing spot. I mean, obviously, I, nobody thought Edward Solaire would be the. I think Edward Solaire will be the number one running back in ADP. I think yeah, so too. and I don't Unless, think that's, I don't think that's wrong either. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't. Nobody. People didn't think it was wrong to take Rashad Penny one hundred and two either, right? I mean, you know. Edward Solaire literally. Michelle, Michelle Ed, wah, wah. I mean, Edward Solaire literally had done nothing prior to last year, and then all of a sudden he's a product of the best offense in college football. I mean, yeah. so you know that they were five. Wide. Here, here's the one knock on Edward Solaire: his pass blocking is atrocious. And so here's what's going to happen: is teams are going to force. And I heard. I, I wish I could give credit to who said this. But teams are, what teams are going to do is they're going to force him to come in and block because he's a huge, huge liability as a blocker. And so I just am a little bit nervous about investing that highly in a guy that could end up not really being on the field in third downs. He's an incredible liability as a blocker. It was never an issue at LSU because they had five wide receivers out in their in – their, patterns and they were getting the ball out quickly when they needed to and burrow was really great under pressure mahomes great under pressure but i mean i don't think i'm gonna especially considering this injury mahomes encountered this last year do you really think if your third down running back isn't really willing to or not able to really pass block and you know he's a tiny guy man so if pass you know you you got a you know 260 pound defensive end runner on the corner or a you know two hundred and twenty pound linebacker coming in and, and he's not good in pass protection. 
Uh, I mean, I, so, so that, you know, that's the one caveat. I, I don't, I mean, the first round draft capital is huge and I think his touchdown equity is massive, but I don't know. He's definitely not a, a flawless prospect. And I think that's what it'll be. It'll be very interesting to, you know, fast forward 24 months and see what Edward Zolaire has done, but I think he's going to be valued very, very highly. So do you think that Damian Williams is a bit of a buy then Trey with, with, with that perspective? Because obviously people are going to be like, Oh, Williams is, he's worthless. You know, um, he's going to lose his job to Edward Zolaire. I mean, I don't know what you could get him for, but probably, you know, pretty cheaply i would think yeah he, he very well could be i mean he very well could be i mean i i just don't i know there's a lot of people that are a big big fan of edwards Alaire, but you know i think to like let's just be honest he's not going to run the ball 260 times next year you know that's not going to happen that you know they're going to they're going to throw the ball a lot in that offense so he's going to have to do a lot with few touches you know i think the biggest advantage is that he plays in an incredible offense but um, you know, when you've got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and Mecole Hardman. So, I, you know, I just don't – I don't know that he's a lock to catch 60 passes, you know. or So, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm a little more – a little more reserved. I think it could end up being a really great thing. Could, could end up providing some value for a guy like Taylor Swift. And their landing, pots, landing, landing spots still be, to be determined. So, you know, a lot can still change. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, we, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, Will, you have any thoughts on uh, on that topic? Uh, you, you think that no. there's a buying opportunity in Kansas City for Damian Williams, or I don't know. It's I, I actually think that Edward Solaire, uh, with the way that Joe Burrow described him, and I haven't watched a lot of film about his pass blocking, but I, I just I think he's good. I don't know. He's good. They're going to give him an opportunity, and in that high powered offense he's the kind of player you want. And so I agree that he's going to have a learning curve and without an off season, you got to be a little bit careful, but risk reward here, the reward is worth it. It's fine. I mean, if he ends up being a Rashad Penny and he flakes out, I think that risk is worth it to take him where he is. His, his, his ceiling is, is pretty massive. Uh, let's move on. So after AJ Dillon, the steal of the draft by, by trade the 209, Ryan, you went Michael Pittman. I did. I, I, you know, I think Michael Pittman is probably, if you look at the, you know, I, I think the running back well is kind of dried up personally. I mean, I think there's some kind of somewhat intriguing guys, but um, I, I think Pittman's a guy that, that, that could, could be a really, you know, decent wide receiver in the NFL and, and here in the, what, what are we mid to late second round? I just thought it was worth, uh, worth pulling the trigger on him. So, yeah, I think he'll be a pretty good pro wide receiver. So we'll, so we'll see. I mean, at the, at the two ten. I, th- I like what I'm getting with Michael Pittman. Yeah, and you also at the 205, you took uh, Mims. You seem to be in love with 32 year old, 32 year old uh, <laughs> college graduates. So, <laughs> no, I think it's a fine pick. And then uh, Chase Claypool went with Tyler. And I thought about him there. At the, very polarizing. Well. Very. I I, yeah. I can't wrap my head around Claypool, and I have my bias against Notre Dame, so it's tough for me. <laughs> I think it's a fine pick at this point in time. And so that I want Eno Benjamin. I know he's a little bit lower down the list, but uh, Eno Benjamin just reminds me a little bit of Clyde Edwards Lair. So maybe he'll get a boost up the draft boards for tomorrow. And this looks like a great pick. That's basically the only speculation I have about that. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we'll we'll do this again tomorrow. Let me just see how the mock tomorrow looks compared to. It'll be so much more well informed. <laughs> this was super fun. Uh, Man, this is a, fun. It was a, it was actually a shockingly fun first round. I thought it was going to be pretty boring. It was great. We needed this, man. We needed this, and it did not disappoint. So exciting. So exciting. You got your th- three quarterbacks, or excuse me, four quarterbacks in the, in the first round, uh, three in the top six. You got six wide receivers. You got the running back that snuck in at the end going to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, it's very exciting. It was, it was a fun first round. So any final thoughts? Two-minute warning, gentlemen. Two-minute warning. No, everyone's shaking their head. We're tired. We're going to get out of here with that. So – we're going to stop the live YouTube feed and then we'll, then we'll wrap up the show, but thanks for listening to or joining us on the draft party. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Part two. It, it, it will definitely be fun and exciting and interesting. So uh, thanks for joining us on YouTube and for our podcast listeners. Thanks for, uh, for checking us out as always. We're the fantasy Joes. You can check us out on Twitter at FF Joes. So we're just on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy Joes on behalf of Will Greenwood, Trey Barrett, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Clyde Edwards Alaire, 101. What? What? Do you think think that's going to happen? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to happen.